When Jesus was 12 years old, they going up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast, and having fulfilled the days, when they returned, the child Jesus was not with them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Our Lady in St. Joseph went to Jerusalem every year to celebrate the Paschal Feast, and Jesus presumably accompanied them in this journey. The Gospel does not say that this was the first time that Jesus was present at the celebration of the Pasch, but it mentions only that Jesus, being now 12 years old, would also fulfill the law prescribing that every young Israelite have, having completed his 12th year, should go to Jerusalem at the Paschal Solemnity. Saint Bede the Venerable thinks it most probable that our Lord accompanied his parents in the other years also, and this would be fitting due to the tender love his parents had for him and the fact that they would not want to be separated from him for so long. Mary and Joseph observed this custom to, of going to the temple at Jerusalem to worship God, to edify others, and to be edified. It is a very delightful sight, even for the holy angels, to see father and mother going to church together with their children. For example, speaks louder than words. This trip of Our Lady and St. Joseph is mentioned in the Gospel because it was different from all the other years when they went to the temple. Our Lord remained behind in Jerusalem this time. He didn't return home with his parents. How exceedingly great must have been their grief when they could not find their divine child. Although they knew no harm could come to him, because he was God after all and the author of nature, nor had they any reason to reproach themselves with negligence in regard to the child, for they were only fulfilling God's law and his will. How our Lord managed to do this, whether he made himself invisible to his parents, as some authors say, or whether he was thought to be with the other children who, according to the custom, usually walked in procession separated from the grown people. But however he effected this, it was the adorable disposition of divine providence that Jesus should remain in the temple without the knowledge of Our Lady and St. Joseph. Nevertheless, Our Lady and St. Joseph were seeking him for three days sorrowing. Our Lady specifically mentions that. And this sorrow was so great that, according to St. Alphonsus Liguori, the sorrow caused in the heart of Mary by the loss of her child was greater than her grief at the foot of the cross. What grief should be ours too when we lose our Lord by breaking his commandments? Our Lord didn't leave Mary because of something she did. She was completely sinless but she still had to go through this pain of loss. How much more deserving of misfortune are we who so often transgress God's law? 
When Our Lady and St. Joseph found the child Jesus, his mother said to him, Son, why hast thou done this to us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. They were wondering at, at Jesus manifesting his divinity in his early age, for they had not expected this manifestation. Mary was not one to complain, especially not to our Lord. So that she would say, that she would say this is a proof of the great sorrow she felt. She followed our Lord throughout his whole passion in silence, because then she was suffering with our Lord, but here she is suffering the loss of the divine child. The pain of loss is one of the worst pains we can experience. St. John Chrysostom says that the fires of hell increased a thousand times would not equal the pain of loss of God. This is what makes hell so terrible and explains the sorrow of Our Lady in this three-day loss of her son. But even in her great sorrow, she is not thinking of herself. Notice that she says, Thy father and I, placing St. Joseph first out of reverence to him as being the head of the Holy Family, but also as if to ask our Lord to explain why he had done this, not for her sake, but for the sake of St. Joseph. Our Lady was aware of the many graces she had received throughout her life. The Magnificat expresses this. And that is why she was looking to help St. Joseph, whom she knew did not receive as many graces. But this is how Our Lady still works today whether we lose our Lord through our own fault or if he seems to leave us, Mary is always there to help us through. I remember Bishop Dolan would tell us in retreats sometimes that St. Therese, when she was in her last agony, felt that our Lord had left, that he was gone. She would offer prayer after prayer to our Lord without feeling the slightest consolation. And what did she do in these times of trial? Well, she turned to the Blessed Virgin Mary. She said that Our Lady was never hidden from her and that she always knew her prayers were being answered. This is what we should do, too. When our Lord seems to be not listening or when his answer to our prayer seems to be harsh, ask Our Lady for help. Our Lord, in his response to Our Lady in the Gospel today, almost seems to be a little annoyed, but he is only reminding her of his duty to his Heavenly Father, and more importantly, reminding us that our duty is towards God first. How often do we forget that our reason for being here is to be about our Father's business? Ask Our Lady to help you remember this. Ask her to give you those two things which are necessary for doing God's will. Those things are humility and confidence. Confidence that God will take care of us and humility so that we can accept the way he plans to go about it. He has everything under control and Our Lady will help us see this. May God bless you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen.